Nowhere in life. This side. Nowhere in life. Nowhere. This side. Wow, suddenly it's now again. It's a morning. It's a Tuesday. Maybe a Tuesday. Could be a Wednesday. I'm still in San Miguel de Allende. And I'm out in a park right now. Doing my little recording. Where were we? Where did we leave off? We left off in the past. What was happening in the past? Oh, the landlady was coming back. Well, she came back. And uh, last Wednesday, I guess it was. Almost a week ago. Funny thing, she walked in the door. I said, hi, hi, or hola, whatever. And the first thing she said was that the place was dirty. And I'm like, W-T-F-F, what, you know, uh, I, I did clean the place, I mopped the place, I swept the place, I, there was no, uh, not a single uh, dish in the, in the uh, sink or drainer, I, um, took care of the cat for two months. Um, anyway, she walks in and says it's dirty. She's kind of OCD, OCD suburbanite. And, um, you know, coming back from whatever, two months in uh, <clears throat> uh, Austin or wherever she was, uh, suburbia, and then come back here and say, oh my, it's so dirty here. Oh, it's so dusty. Well, just go back and live in suburbia in your other house. I don't know. So, I paid the rent for the, uh, this month, which is May. It's May, uh, 4th. Now, may the 4th be with you. Um, may the force be with you. Uh, you know, the day that, the People were shot at Kent State University uh, May 4th, 1970, but then has turned into a Star Wars uh, commemorative holiday. Well, that's that's just dandy. So I finally met uh, the person who, the sister, I talked about the brother and sister who set up all this for me. Well, I finally met the sister yesterday. She took me out to uh, brunch. <clears throat> and we had a long talk. And uh, she didn't seem nearly as offended by me as her brother might have uh, thought she would be. And I told her the deal that, you know, I really don't like this town that much. And uh, that I've been thinking of going elsewhere, uh, even this month in Mexico. Um, so uh, I think I I didn't tell her this, but well, I told her I was uh, I was using a little bit, but uh, there was a uh, thing on WNYC. I'm still listening to New York radio while I'm down here. So uh, a couple of days ago on WNYC and Brian Lear show, there was a um, since the marijuana issues are changing in uh, New York City. In New York State, there was a um, 
a show where they were talking about the, what's the, all this means. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, it was about uh, cannabis uh, cannabis syndrome. Is that what it was called? There is a disorder, a specific disorder of people who uh, have trouble with cannabis. And uh, the statistic that this person, uh, who is a doctor of addiction for New York State or something, uh, laid out was that 5% of the U.S. population is uh, cannabis uh, syndrome type uh, people or complex or whatever they called it, which is basically you get into an addictive cycle where uh, you have trouble stopping, it, it affects other parts of your life, um, stuff like that. So, of course, this has been basically my story for ever since I kind of started in with it, which was, you know, I don't know, 45 years ago, whatever it was, 50 years ago. Oh, for 50 years, 50 years ago. Yeah, what is it? 22 now? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, I get into cycles uh, and I can't stop, really. And uh, I feel like I need more uh, to get me where I was wanted to go with it. I have a build up a tolerance pretty quickly. I, um, you know, it, it ended up affecting my relationship with Tara. And, um, you know, she sort of tolerated it for a few years. And then she, then I said, well, you know, this isn't really that great for me. You know, I got kind of fessed up about it. And then she, uh, then she tried to, uh, help me or make me stop which of course didn't help it just made me resistant to the outside pressure since I just want to do what I want to do without other people telling me what they think I ought to do so that's the situation now I do have a little bit more pot and uh, I might end up getting some more from my Instagram people. But, uh, yeah, it, it, uh, it's not the greatest thing for me. I mean, like, I, I realized if I'm going to watch a series or something on uh, you know, streaming media that I just really can't do that when I'm high because I can't remember one episode to another and what has gone on. So, uh, it does affect my short-term memory, and uh, and then uh, you know it, it does affect my output to a certain extent. Um, it had attachments to my sexuality, but it seems like of late my sexuality is basically just kind of dormant <clears throat> or stopped. Uh, even even getting high is not putting me into some sort of a sensuous zone where I just want to jerk off on uh, you know chatterbait or something for a little while <clears throat> so yeah it's a it's an issue so here in uh, Mexico I um, 
and dealing with uh, communicating with my uh, brother's ex-wife about a memorial service that's supposed to be in Canton in um, June 5th, which will be in Canton in June 5th. And I was intending to fly back from here and attend. But today, I just sort of go, went, you know, I don't really have to do this. And uh, I, you know, flew from New York to Evansville and visited him at his death bedside uh, before I came here. And, uh, you know, to re recap, uh, he died the day after I arrived here, uh, which was at the end of February. So, I, you know, as far as me and my brother, I think we're, uh, you know, what? well, he's dead, so we're on good terms or whatever. It'll be for eternity, whatever it was. Um... But as far as the family goes and everything else, um, and going to Ohio, really, and, you know, I kind of gave over the, the wealth and, uh, and, dealing, and also dealing with the, uh, the estate uh, issues uh, legally and so forth to my cousin, who was nearer out there my cousin who is a born-again Christian type and uh, he, he and his wife who of course I don't know at all have been dealing with my uh, brother's um, aftermath and that's good because now I, I don't have to do it uh, and they've been uh, oh they went to the grave site of where my mother was and they couldn't find my mother's uh, grave and uh, you know they, they're these, you know, this is, uh, my cousin and his wife are not related to my mother at all. So, they're going to the cemetery where I guess they want to put uh, his ashes. And they bought a stone where they're going to put his little name there with um, my mother. And so, uh, even though my mother already has a stone there somewhere or is on with her parents... Uh, I don't really go into cemeteries and look at stones to remember people. I don't feel that's something I need to do. I don't know. So, um, and I don't intend to have one myself. There's not going to be any plaque somewhere that said Steve Carter did exist and is now gone. Uh, but uh, at any rate, I... Um, <clears throat> Don't have to go to the memorial if I don't want to, do I? And I can uh, I can send a video greeting to the family. Um, I mean, many of these people I haven't seen for uh, many many years. Like I have a. a um, an uncle, my brother, my dad's uh, younger brother, who is still living, who um, 
I haven't seen and or really talked to or known know at all. And you know, he's coming to the memorial and with his uh, grandchildren or some sort of I don't know relations to the family. But these people just don't mean that much to me, and uh, I don't really want to mean anything to them. I don't see why I should be significant to any of these people and I don't want them to know about me or care about me particularly so I might just end up not going back to the memorial and uh, just leaving a, um, a a video message for them to play um, and calling that uh, enough and staying here for June, or maybe going to uh, going south to um, San Cristobal, another another city somewhere, and uh, just you know not go through all my money flying around and um, you know renting a car in Ohio, and uh, you know which I already did in Indiana. It cost me about a thousand dollars to go to Indiana. So, you know, I rent a car in Ohio after flying in and coming, you know, you can't fly, you can fly to the regional airport, but it's, you know, more money. And um, so I might just um, forget about it and not go and extend my time in Mexico a little bit longer because my tourist visa my tourist permit does go for a while longer and uh, handle things that way. Let's see. I read a good novel called uh, Lisa Brackman called um, Getaway, set in Mexico. It was about a uh, woman who was in... Uh, vacationing in Mexico and gets all involved with these uh, crazy guys who might be CIA or might be uh, drug smugglers or whatever. It was gripping a page turner and I really liked it. So I read it because she has another novel and it said, well, you better find out about Gary. And uh, so the, the uh, reviewers said you should read the other novel first to find out about Gary. So I found out about this Gary, and uh, I don't know what I'm going to read now. Starting today, I need something new. But um, I will read The Go-Between soon. I don't know. I might read an Evan Hunter today or look for something else. I haven't really been to a bookstore here. I haven't read any uh, books on paper for a couple of months. I've just been <clears throat> reading Kindle stuff on this uh, iPad that I bought before I came on this trip, sp specifically to use as a uh, ebook. And there are some church bells. I don't know if you can hear them. So I um, listen to a great deal of podcasts. I should review other things that I like to listen to. Oh, there was a really good conspiratu conspirituality podcast recently 
about the healthcare system and about how, uh, you know, people who are uh, disabled are made into second-class citizens just because of the damn money and, uh, you know, the greed and money that runs the entirety of our society. And also it has part to do with why I probably shouldn't bother going to Ohio because the one of the reasons I was going in the first place was, you know, hopeful that uh, maybe my cousin would uh, find a way to give me some of the money that uh, is left over from my brother, if there is any, that I could go on a little further with my ridiculous life here. Even though I don't have a a real horrible need, a desire to be even 75, let alone 80. So, really, I think I only have a, a few more years that I have to uh, keep this show on the road. You know, I'm very free right now. I'm free. I'm very free. What does that mean? What does free mean? Is a billionaire free? I don't know. I think a billionaire is a little bit attached to the billions and is not so free to just be whatever. Whereas I've made a considerable amount of sacrifice lately to establish my freedom. For instance, Tara, how I, uh, maybe I wanted to be free. Maybe it was just a, a fake that I was worried about her taking care of me in my elder years. And I didn't want that because I wanted to be free. I wanted to be free to die. I want to be free to die without it being a big issue for someone. Because there is a conspiracy, a big conspiracy of life. It's built into the genetics of the human species. We want to live and survive. Kind of no matter what. And I understand that and that is fine. And that's why you can't talk about certain matters uh, that are actually restricted from certain uh, podcast uh, <clears throat> platforms. And, uh, but the attachment is what has often bugged me so much because I, I, it's hard for me to to feel uh, uh, good enough for the attachments that I had, like this whole thing that I went through with Tara. I didn't have the money to take care of myself in my old age, so I kind of, my, my tack is don't care about old age, care about now and uh, handle that in the future. I'm, you know, I'm likely to drop dead from a heart attack at any time anyway. 
uh, or get uh, melanoma back. So I have made uh, a great deal of effort to non-attach. I don't have any children. So what I do does not affect my children. I mean, people who have children have to show the life force in themselves, honor the life force in themselves, so that their children can do it too. So they can be a good example of what, what it is to be human and, uh, and how wonderful life is and how one should keep up with it and, and thrive and do it as best they can. So uh, an elderly person who has children, like somebody my age who, say, has 40-year-old uh, children, sure has, still has to uh, <clears throat> represent for the children to a certain extent. Represent life. And um, I don't have this. And it's very liberating. There is a liberation in non-attachment. Is there a loneliness? Well, maybe there is. There's a certain loneliness in some of these attachments too. I've been in relationships where I felt a little more lonely than I did on my own. So, I'm non-attached. And I hope I can remain unattached in this way. I like it this way. And, uh, you know, maybe I can find a way to hang in on the edge here of things, find a little niche for myself, maybe in Mexico. I can stay in Mexico if I want. I can stay in Mexico indefinitely. I could become illegal in Mexico. The IRS hasn't taken the uh, almost $5,000 that... Uh, they say I owed them 5000 and um, well, 5000 between New York State and the uh, federal. And I filed, you know, a couple months ago, and they still haven't taken the money. If they don't take the money pretty soon, I'm going to take this money out of there and live on it and let them fucking try to find me and get it. Because, you know, uh, that's kind of half the money that I have right now. And shit, if they don't want it, I mean, it's just going to go to the damn war machine in uh, military contractors anyway, 30, 30, 33 billion more for uh, the Ukraine a couple days ago, whatever. So fuck it. It's not like I'm going to... Am I going to work in the United States again enough to have to file? It's looking a little doubtful as far as that goes. I don't have to. So, maybe I should move some of my money somewhere else so the IRS can't get to it and tell them to... Uh, Go fish. 
So yeah, freedom and money and living in Mexico. Because I can sp pay the rent here in Mexico with my uh, social security every month, so. I could skip Ohio. I could skip going back to New York. Maybe I'll depend on seeing how much uh, booking I get at the Art Student League. If I don't get enough for July, I can decide not to go back uh, to New York and do the cat sitting I was intending to do and uh, the modeling. And uh, then I don't have to see Tara and bother her at the place where she's working. And uh, I don't have to see anyone else. And they don't have to be attached to me. And uh, they can just follow my Facebook. And uh, you, whoever are my four listeners, I don't know who's listening to the podcast. And it really doesn't matter because this podcast is the truth. This is what I'm really like. Or a certain sort of presentation of what I'm really like. And uh, not everyone is uh, permitted to listen to this. So I have a four, about four listeners. My podcast a tracker says, so I'm happy for anyone who is listening. What are the elements that attract you? My gloomy spirit, my resonant voice, Lights out, everyone. It's a TV radio series I like from the past. Sometimes it seems like I'm erring on the side of being brief and not giving really detailed descriptions since this is supposed to be autobiographical and so forth. So the uh, marijuana thing. You know, I, I, uh, I really started taking drugs with uh, LSD in uh, the spring of 1970, uh, in April of 1970. And I remember being outside in southern Ohio where I had it, and it was probably the uh, stuff that the sunshine makers uh, made, uh, what, uh, Scully and... Uh, was the other guy's name? <clears throat> At any rate, I um, really did like uh, LSD quite a bit, and uh, marijuana is often associated with LSD, but it's completely different. And uh, for me, it's just ended up uh, more or less being as a uh, booze replacement. Uh, replacement for that addictive side of my personality that I was not going to uh, let succumb to uh, one of these physically addicting substances um, such as alcohol, cocaine, uh, morphine, blah blah blah, so forth. So it's just it's just really caffeine and THC. So. <clears throat> 
And what goes on is I, uh, I go into cycles. I uh, do it for a while. And I can do it for a while like wake and bake. And, uh, you know, all day long. Or uh, then I get tired of that. And then I will uh, back off of it. And uh, now, now that's what I'm doing now because I saw I was kind of going through a lot of pot. Plus, I was, you know, losing uh, touch with myself. I, um, as I said previously, I can't remember uh, media things that I absorb when I'm uh, high. So if I watch a movie, I will likely f to forget it. Like I remember... Uh, Years ago, uh, it when Tower Records in uh, 4th Street and uh, Broadway in Manhattan was still there, I had gone out and rented uh, Photographing Fairies, which is uh, you know, a movie about uh, how they used to photograph uh, or tried to photograph or trick photography or whatever. Fairies back in the like spiritual days of the uh, early 20th century so forth <clears throat> so anyway I brought it home and put it on and uh, watching the movie and realizing that I actually had seen the movie before and it was also a new release so it wasn't out that long so it wasn't like I saw it 10 years before and I have an excuse to forgetting it I saw it like a week before or something like that so yeah, it does affect my memory a great deal. And so I, I will, uh, you know, attempt to back off of it for that reason uh, and expense and the coughing and so on and so forth if I don't have a vaporizer. So that's kind of where I am right now. It's been, I don't know how long I've been going, maybe a month or a few weeks of uh, kind of smoking every day. And now I just have it into the evening since uh, the roommate is, the landlady has come back. I don't feel comfortable doing it in the house because I don't think she'd like it. Um, and I don't want to have to deal with that, so... So I take a walk in the evening with my little pipe and uh, take a few hits and, uh, you know, around 8 o'clock or something. And so then I'm, you know, in bed by 10. So it's, you know, it's not a, a lot of stuff that's being absorbed that way. Not a lot of THC I'm taking in. It, it's, um, it gets to be uh, more minimal. And uh, then I'll probably just end up stopping completely again for a while. And then I'll just start up again. So, now, you know, I could go to recovery to uh, Marijuana Anonymous, which I did back in the um, years and years ago uh, with a partner of mine. Or I could, uh, you know, I, I actually, I'm not going to do that, so... I, what I'm trying to say here is that I'm I'm not likely to try to go into a 12-step or some other kind of means of support for recovery because I guess I don't really want to. I guess I kind of like the um, on and off aspect of this. I kind of like what I get out of it for a little while. If I just if I haven't smoked in a long time and then start smoking, it does. Uh, 
stimulate my sexuality and my sensuality to a, a certain degree. And, uh, you know, I can bring in some the music thing, which I guess I've kind of like let go of anyway. But um, so, it, you know, it, it goes in these patterns. And as I said, it, it did affect my last relationship. And, uh, but of course, I just did it anyway. And, uh, you know, someone else cannot be a cop for your substances. That, that just doesn't really work. And when Tara tried to do that, it, it ended up just being a lost cause, and uh, which was unfortunate for Maybe for both of us, I don't know. But these are the facts of the matter. And um, yeah, so THC is uh, is this and it's also that. And it's uh, wonderful and uh, can be troubling. As a therapist, uh, sort of spiritually therapist friend I have um, says it's, you know, she's she referring to the spirit of uh, the cannabis is, uh, you know, can be tricky. And she is indeed tricky for me. So I'll put the link of the uh, WNYC thing if you want to listen to that. Since I do have an interest in psychedelics, I'm wondering about new research as far as dealing with depression and so forth, say with... uh, microdosing of uh, psilocybin and uh, I, I wonder if that would be more of a better route for me to go in uh, not that I have access it would be nice to have access to these materials so I could experiment on my own but if I had um, you know access to mushrooms and could microdose, uh, maybe that could deal with my lifelong depression and uh, ennui and uh, melancholy through these methods. We don't know. It's an idea. I'm not likely to, uh, I never have taken any of these pharmaceuticals for... um, depression and uh, I'm not going to unless there's some sort of whiz bang great new one or something that's uh, free <laughs> and but I don't really see that happening um, well it could be a psychedelic uh, antidepressant that comes out next as things are getting more legalized but um, anyway I might be gone by that time so that's basically what I feel about uh, drugs right now. The, you, know, you know, as marijuana is being legalized across the country, you know, it's it's okay. It's been, you know basically a cash grab of the states. Uh, I kind of like the underground market. I mean, I lived off of it for. I was a pot dealer in New York for fifteen years. Uh, I'll tell those stories sometimes. There's not really much to it. It was just in my apartment, and guys would come over, um, you know, and some women, um, lawyers, so forth, you know, nice folks. And um, 
you know, I sold them a little bit of pot and this went on for 15 years and it supported myself and my, supported me on, in my first street apartment. So, um, so I, uh, you know, the, there's something to be said for the underground economy and so many people made a living out of that. I still have a friend who does it in New York. Uh, the underground and the above-ground markets could both go on at the same time, it looks like. So um, I don't know, maybe he's safe for a while, um, even if legalization does really... Uh, well, it's happening in New York. I don't know where it is right now because I'm in Mexico, but... Uh, You know, it, it concerns me to what's going to happen with independent operators with all that. This big business comes in. Here comes big business. And many talks, you better run. You get rich, you better buy. And, uh, jolly Ravis. This side. This side. This side of nowhere. <laughs>